Viking Tales, Part 2, West Overseas, Homes in Iceland, Part 2. Standing on these logs were a few cattle and sheep and horses and pigs. The rowers' benches were along the sides. In the stern of each boat was a little cabin. Here, the women and children were to sleep. But the men would sleep on the timbers in the middle of the boat, and perhaps they would put up the awning sometimes. At last, everyone was aboard. Men loosed the rope that held the boats. The ships flashed down the rollers into the water, and Ingolf and Leif were off for Iceland. As they sailed away, everyone looked back at the shore of old Norway. There were tears in the women's eyes. Helga, Leif's wife, sang. There was I born, there was I wed. There are my father's bones, there are the hills and fields. The streams and rocks that I love, there are houses and temples, women and warriors and feasts, ships and songs and fights. A crowded joyous land, I go to an empty land. There was the same long voyage with storm and fog, but at last the people saw again the white cloud and saw it growing into land and mountains. Then Ingolf took the pillars of his high seat and threw them overboard. Guide them to a good place, O Thor, he cried. The waves caught them and rolled them about. Ingolf followed them with his ship, but soon a storm came up. The men had to take down the sails and masts, and they could do nothing with the oars. The two ships tossed about in the sea wherever the waves sent them. The pillars drifted away, and Ingolf could not see them. "'Remember your pillars, O Thor!' he cried. Then he saw that Leif's ship was being driven far off. "'Ah, my foster brother,' he thought. "'Shall I not have you to cheer me in this empty land?' Oh, Thor, let him not go down to the caves of Ran. He is too good a man for that. On the next day, the storm was not so hard, and Ingolf put in at a good harbor. A high rocky point stuck out into the sea. A broad bay with islands in the mouth was at the side. Behind the rocky point was a level green place with ice mountains shining far back. After a day or two, Ingolf said, I will go look for my pillars. So he and a few men got into the rowboat and went along the shore and into all the fjords, but they could not find the pillars. After a week they came back, and Ingolf said, I will build a house here to live in while I look for the posts. This way is uncomfortable for the women. And so he did. Then he set out again to look for the pillars, but he had no better luck and came back. I must stay at home and see to the making of hay and the drying of fish, he said. Winter is coming on, and we must not be caught with nothing to eat. So he stayed and worked, and sent two of his thralls to look for the holy posts. They came back every week or two and always had to say that they had not found them. Midwinter was coming on. Ah, said Ingolf's wife one day, do you remember the gay feast that we had at Yule time? All our friends were there. The house rang with song and laughter. Our tables bent with good things to eat. Walls were hung with gay draperies. The floor was clean with sweet-smelling pine branches. Now look at this mean house. Its dirt floor, its bare stone walls, its littleness, its darkness. 
look at our long faces. No one here could make a song if he tried. Oh, I am sick for dear old Norway. It is Thor's fault, Ingolf cried. He will not let me find his posts. He strode out of the house and stood scowling at the gray sea. Ah, foster brother, he said. It was never so gloomy when you were by my side. Where are you now? Shall I never hear your merry laugh again? That spot in my palm burns and my heart aches to see you. The arch of sod keeps rising before my eyes. Our vows keep ringing in my ears. At last, the long gloomy winter passed and spring came. Cheer up, good wife, Ingolf said. Better days are coming now. But that same day, the thralls came back from looking for the posts. We have bad news, they said. As we walked along the shore looking for the pillars, we saw a man lying on the shore. We went up to him. He was dead. It was Leif. Two well-built houses stood near. We went to them. We knew from the carving on the doorposts that they were Leif's. We went in. The rooms were empty. Along the shore and in the wood back of the house, we found all of his men dead. There was no living thing about. Ingolf said no word, but his face was white and his mouth was set. He went into the house and got his spears and his shield and said to his men, Follow me. They put provisions into the boat and pushed off and sailed until they saw Leif's house on the shore of the harbor. There they saw Leif and his men, who were his friends, dead. Their swords and spears were gone. Ingolf walked through the houses, calling on Helga and on the thralls, but no one answered. The storehouse was empty. The rich hangings were gone from the walls of the houses. There was nothing in the stables. The boat was gone. Ingolf went out and stood on a high point of land that jutted out into the water. Far along the coast, he saw some little islands. He turned to his men and said, The thralls have done it. I think we shall find them on one of those islands. Then he went back to Leif and stood looking at him. What a shame for so brave a man to fall by the hands of thralls. But I have found that such things always happen to men who do not sacrifice to the gods. Ah, Leif. I did not think when we made those vows of foster brotherhood that this would ever happen. But do not fear. I remember my promise. I had thought that a man's blood is precious in this empty land, but my vow is more precious. Now they laid all those men together and tied on their hell shoes. I need my sword for your sake, foster brother. I cannot give you that. But you shall have my spears and my drinking horn, said Ingolf. For surely Odin has chosen you for Valhalla, even though you did not sacrifice. You are too good a man to go to Niflheim. You would make times merry in Valhalla. So Ingolf put his spears and his drinking horn by leaf. Then the men raised a great mound over all of the dead. After that, they went aboard their boat and sailed for the islands that Ingolf had seen. It was evening when they reached them. I see smoke rising from that one, Ingolf said, pointing. He steered for it. It was a steep rock like that one in the Pharaohs, but they found a harbor and landed and climbed the steep hill and came out on top. They saw the ten thralls sitting about a bonfire eating. 
Helga and the other women from Leif's house sat near, huddled together, white and frightened. One of the thralls gave a great laugh and shouted, This is better than pulling Leif's plow. Tomorrow we will sail for Ireland with all this wealth. Tomorrow you will be freezing in Niflheim, cried Ingolf, and he leapt among them swinging his sword, and all his men followed him, and they killed those thralls. Then Ingolf turned to Helga. She threw herself into his arms and wept, but after a while she told him this story. When springtime came, Leif thought that he would sow wheat. He had but one ox. The others had died during the winter. So he set the thralls to help pull the plow. I saw their sour looks and was afraid, but Leif only laughed. What else can thralls expect, he said. Never fear them, good wife. Now one day soon, after the thralls came running to the house, calling out, The ox is dead! The ox is dead! Leif asked them about it. They said that a bear had come out of the woods and killed it, and that they had scared the beast away. They pointed out where it had gone, then Leif called his men and said, A hunt! I had not hoped for such great sport here. Ah, we will have a feast off that bear. So they took their spears and went out into the woods. As soon as they were gone, the thralls came running into the house and took down all the swords and shields from the wall and ran out. In some way they met my lord and his men in the woods and killed them. Then they came back and took everything in the house and dragged us to the boat and sailed here. Oh, my brother, said Ingolf, where is that song about those two foster brothers, Ingolf and Leif, who made a new country in a wonderful land and whose sons and grandsons are mighty men in Iceland? But come home with me, Helga. So they took the women and Leif's things and Leif's boat and sailed home. The next day after they came to Ingolf's house, Helga said, We have made your family larger, brother Ingolf. Will you not take Leif's two houses and live in them? He does not need them now. He would like you to have them. It would be pleasant to live there, Ingolf said. I thank you. So the next day they loaded everything aboard the two ships and sailed for Leif's house. There they stayed for a year. Ingolf still sent his thralls out to look for the pillars. He was careful always to have hay so his cattle prospered. That spring he planted wheat but it did not grow well. This is sickly stuff, Ingolf said. It takes too much time and work. It is better to save the land for hay. Perhaps we can sometime go back to Norway for flour. At last, one day, the thralls came home and said, We have found the pillars. Mm -hmm.